goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in! Looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! In trouble, T.J. Watts. I am just, like, stoked about this Lions team. Debo Samuel! There he goes! Foot on the gas! All the way! Two MVP season. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Caught in the end zone! Keenan Allen! There he gets him! It is Parsons! Back at the 21. I love the upside, the athleticism. Alright, so week 18 of the NFL season is in the books. We uh, had kind of a wild Sunday there of the NFL season, the most like four o'clock games that you'll get all year. Uh, what's going on, everybody? How is everybody doing today? Uh, what's going on, Tom? What's going on, Dom? What's up, guys? Yeah, so uh, we we were just talking that the uh, their coach firings did happen. We've seen two go. We've saw Ron Rivera and I believe the GM ended up getting or no. Ron Rivera got fired. The GM of the Panthers ended up getting fired. And then Arthur Smith did not even make it pretty much into Black Monday. He made it one minute into Black Monday. Uh, is that what they call it? They call it Black Monday? Yeah. 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 And he he got fired at 12.01. Um, I guess quickly to start, you guys saw the the thing happen with him and Dennis Allen and what Jameis Winston said. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm on Arthur Smith's side. What? If you line up in victory formation and then run a play, yeah, I'm going to be annoyed at you. Like, you're, Who are you annoyed like, at? The players well, or the coach? In the moment, Dennis Allen said that. Yeah. They, they went against his, like, they his went play call. Yeah, so you can't get mad at Dennis Allen, and honestly, like, I'm cool with it. I mean, I don't know. If you're in victory formation, the game's over. That's just, like, sportsmanship. If you're in a regular uh, formation and you run a play, I have no problem with that whatsoever. But lining up in victory formation and then scoring, that's where I'm on Arthur Smith's side. Yeah, I'm so the like what happened, I like the result of it, I don't disagree with, but like I just feel like it's corny to like line up like like Dom said, like and like essentially run a trick play, like when you're up at thirty points. Like I mean and Jameis said in the locker room that he wanted to get Jamal Williams touchdown, which I'm all for, like, you know, he I think it's cool that the, that the that the teammates wanna, you know, help their guys out, but I don't know. I think to do it out of a victory formation when your coach specifically told you to do the opposite, I think it's a little that, that's a little, a little much. But I think Arthur Smith did. I don't know. I guess it, was it justified? I don't know. But I still think it was a bit overboard on the Saints' part. Yeah, I don't know. I'm team anti Arthur Smith because what he did to Kyle Pitts and Jake London and B.J. Oh, Robinson. So I'm against it. Honestly, side. I think he's being a crybaby and he ends up getting fired. I do wonder if he'll get like a. Well, he was an OC before, so I wonder if he would get like another job again. He probably will. If he um, wants it. I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's probably some like coordinator job that he can get out there for sure. And then Ron Rivera got fired. Uh Shefty and Woj reported that like Bob Myers, who was the former GM of the Warriors, is gonna like lead or help lead into like an advisory committee to pick the new head coach in football operations. Well, I guess like the GM and then the GM will, I guess, have the most say in picking the the head coach. I do wonder who will go there i'm excited when we kind of like dive into each individual team's offseason and who we kind of like want to see their head coach obviously like that is maybe a desirable destination new ownership and they're gonna have the second pick in the draft so you're most likely gonna have a franchise quarterback to build around maybe that will entice like um ben johnson or uh i'm forgetting his name on top of my head but the offensive coordinator for the texans that could be out there on the market um looking for for a new job so it will definitely be interesting for for the commanders next year for sure um so right now we just have three-ish openings right because we're going to add carolina and we assume that 
Antonio Pierce will be the Raiders head coach? Maybe. I mean, oh, they're, kind of, they're not committing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like they have to. And then uh, the Chargers, obviously, are head coaching position as well. Um, I I don't know, man. So I wonder if we'll get any more. I guess it kind of some things could happen in the playoffs. We'll see if like Matt Eberflus gets fired. We'll see if Dennis Allen gets fired. Um, he should. And he honestly should. Yeah, I agree. It looks like Robert Sala is going to be back. We'll see if Belichick is back. Um, so yeah, there could definitely be more head coach openings. Uh, we had kind of the Saturday game, which was probably the, I don't know if it was the ugliest game to watch weather-wise because the Pats and Jets got pretty bad too with the snow. But I think sometimes just watching rain games with just like the ESPN camera and there's just like droplets of rain on the camera and it's just kind of hard to see at times. It was just frustrating to watch, but the Steelers ended up beating the Ravens, uh, which they needed to do if they wanted to make the playoffs. I think there was a scenario where if they lost, they still could have made it if there was like a five-way tie for the seventh seed. But yeah, Steelers won. Uh, obviously, Jacksonville ended up losing, so they got in regardless. Uh, that game wasn't like anything too crazy, but we saw the Texans beat the Colts um, on on Saturday night, in which which one of you guys took the Colts in that one? Uh, yeah, dude, that's brutal. Like They had like, what, Jonathan Taylor was hurt, and then they had the third string running back drop the ball at the end. I thought the Colts were going to win that game. But JT came back, I guess maybe he came back, but he wasn't like fully like himself, so yeah. I guess Steichen was just basically said... Let's give it to the guy who could probably give us the best chance at an explosive play. But that the ball was a little behind him, but I feel like we've seen people make that play 95 times out of 100. So, whatever. I mean, maybe I'm a little biased because I was uh, on the side of the Colts there. But happy for C.J. Shroud. He did get his pretty much offensive rookie of the year locked up, I guess, now. And a playoff berth with his first uh, first season. Yeah, uh, poor Tyler Goodson, man. That was the man that dropped it. I'm like, yeah, like Taylor had a monster game. Nico Collins had a monster game. You mentioned it, like Stroud winning Offensive Rookie of the Year, which will happen. It's a shame, though, because Puka Nakuya had the greatest rookie receiving season you could possibly have, yeah. and he won't win it. <laughs> and Stroud had, like, a good quarterback year, and that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very cool. I mean, back when Jamar Chase broke the record two years ago, like, he beat out Mac Jones, and Mac Jones was the most mid-quarterback of all time that year. Like, he was, like, a wild. solid, like... 30, like probably 3,200 yards and like a 1.3 touchdown interception ratio. But like the Patriots made the playoffs, so like he was making a case for himself. But like Stroud's actually good, so I could see him getting the he, he deserves it much more um, than Mac Jones did. Yeah, it was even Masher too with like Purdy, how he only played like less than 10 games, but he was like, or around that mark, and he was like in the conversation to win it um, against like Olave or Garrett Wilson. But just because he was good. Obviously, he didn't lose at all either, which helps. But yeah, so the Texans get in. They ended up winning the division due to Jacksonville losing. The Colts had a good season. I mean, like, they definitely exceeded expectations. Um, and yeah, like, CJ Stroud, like, what, like, his value has changed in, like, the public perception's eye in, like, a year. Like, we go for him as, like, a fringe top three quarterback in the class. Um, and then he ends up being number two. And now he ends up being probably looked at as a top 10 quarterback in the league and probably a top five quarterback you'd build around today, which is just wild. Mm hmm. Sure. how good he is um so yeah uh we had a lot of games on sunday that didn't mean too much like the first one was like the browns at the Bengals. doms um andre yoshavas went off so he's thrilled to see that um Bengals wide receiver two next year be ready yeah well honestly the well is boyd i wonder if boyd's a free agent boy too, boy's because... a free agent and he kind of like the way he walked off the field made it seem like he knew he wasn't coming back he was down there. And yeah, I feel and, like they um, can't pay both of them. Maybe they won't even pay, yeah, either one of them. So that looks and like it's, it's possible happen. that was also Joe Mixon's last game as a Bengal because he could get cut to save money, and Chase Brown's been playing pretty well, so that wouldn't surprise me either. 
Damn. Yeah, no Higgins, no Boyd, no Mixon. I feel like that's going to be crazy if they let all three of those guys go. Telling you, it might be uh, like one of those where you make your first Super Bowl and lose and just never make it back because it seemed like that window kind of was then. I mean, Burrow's got two season in- in- injuries now. Chase has been banged up, I think, both the last two years. So I'm not counting them out. Like, they're still very talented, but like they're yeah. not as they're not like a juggernaut like like the like some of the other teams we've seen. Yeah, if you think back like 15 years, like the Packers, they got the one Super Bowl. The Seahawks went back to back, and then that was it. Like sometimes you just hit your peak once, and that's it. Yeah, especially that's when tough. you have teams like like even like with how good the AFC is and how deep it was. Like that's just a dogfight getting out of there. Like you like having to win three games and having to beat a team like the Bills and then maybe the Dolphins or the Chiefs and then the Ravens. Like if they were to make it this year, that would be nuts. So. I don't like even even with Burrow. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even. I mean, I guess they probably would have won. No, Ravens went thirteen and four. So say they're still a wild card to the five seed. But regardless, we're splitting hairs. I still think the Bengals have a tough road ahead for next year, especially with so many roster changes they may have. It's still wild to me. Like Dami brought up the Seahawks Super Bowl, them never going back. Uh, well, they went back in twenty fourteen, but them never winning one because like Russ was so young and that defense was mm-hmm. so good. I thought for sure that was yeah. gonna be like a dynasty in the making. But we had, yeah, like, so it was Jeff Triscoll versus Jake Browning. Jake Browning probably solidified himself to be a high-end paid backup quarterback. I mean, who knows? He could start on a team. He could be the Broncos starting quarterback next year, for all we know, if they decide to just punt on next yeah. year and then tank for whoever the top quarterback's going to be in the in the class. Is it going to be somebody we'd never heard of? Is it going to be Shorter or Sanders? We'll see who's going to be, like, the 2025 top guy. Um, the Lions ended up beating the Vikings at home, um, a game that ended up not mattering for them. And they ended up losing Sam LaPorter in this game, who's probably going to miss this weekend as well. Um, and then Amon Ra, I think, was dealing with an injury also, which is just a shame because you would have liked to see them at full strength going up against uh, L.A. Yeah, but I think he got hurt and then he caught that 70-yard touchdown, so I think he's probably fine. Um, mm-hmm. But LaPorta, like a hyperextended knee apparently, he's probably going to miss a week, maybe even two, but probably just one because the playoffs... Yeah, and there's, there was no reason for them to be in that game that late. Like, they had a pretty decent lead. They knew they needed help regardless. So I don't know why Dan Campbell kept everybody in, especially once Laporta got hurt, he still kept everybody in. Like, they should have just pulled everyone at that point. I wonder, yeah, because I, um, like, in the in the Cowboys game as well, I feel like mm-hmm. McCarthy had them in so late. And, like, yeah, you, you're like, okay, like, you're, I don't think you're thinking the commanders are making a comeback, but the Giants were, like, beating up on the Eagles like you needed just one of those to happen and they just still had Dak in super weight in that game which made no sense yeah, I, agree, I agree with that luckily yeah nothing happened though uh, to any of like their top guys um so yeah like briefly just mentioning like the Cowboys being the commanders commanders end up with the second overall pick um which I'm happy with that like we actually have teams in the top three that are going to want a quarterback and we're not going to have a trade um because I, I feel like that would have just been a head case i wonder like it would have been cool to maybe see a trade down package on what it would have looked like for a caleb or for a may but I, i'm glad that washington finally is going to have like a now like a pedigree at the quarterback position like somebody that they can build around because it's been just a hodgepodge of guys from like heineke alex smith carson wentz it'll be cool to see like somebody legit there um so i guess like for us we're, we're just kind of going through each game too we're just doing i guess like in our preview we're just going to end up previewing the week of the super wildcard weekend like we're not going to do the full playoffs as a whole right no, no yeah we'll do we'll do week by week yeah because i kind of want to figure out like because maybe maybe at the end of that we can also kind of just make like predictions at the end because that would be cool just to see like who could predict the playoffs um we should do a pick them yeah. and we'll uh we'll, we'll track each one of our picks and then we'll, we'll go with the record by the end yeah I, yeah no that would be fun for sure we'll definitely do that um and then like the giants 
beating the Eagles. Tom, did this have any effect? I know some other teams won. Did this have any effect if I don't they think lost so. it on I their think they pick? changed. They stayed at six. They stayed at six? Okay. So I'm and fine with that then because if they would have beat the Eagles like this and then they would have moved down to like seven or like even like eight or nine, I would have been like steaming. But, you know, no well, love lost and they ended the season on a positive note, I guess. So bring the morale up a little bit. So I mean, Dable's probably back, which I'm not too... Th- at this moment, I might be I might be happy about it in August. If the Giants did lose this game, they would have had the fifth pick, I believe. So if the Chargers steal your guy come uh, come April, don't don't uh, don't look back at this last game because it's gonna it might haunt you a little bit. Well, I want a quarterback, and somebody tells me the Chargers probably aren't taking a quarterback, so I'm probably going to just chalk it up and say, you know, no no harm done. And if somebody were to jump us for a quarterback. It probably they, they would have traded up to four anyway because they knew the Giants needed a quarterback. So I'm not too mad about it. So if you want a quarterback, are you fine with Michael Penix here? No, um, I don't know what quarterback's going to be available. I, I would rather them trade the house and trade the house and, and go for Caleb Williams, like trade to the Bears and see. Like I don't, I think from five from six to one, the Panthers gave two ones and two twos and DJ Moore was that that was the package, something like that, pretty much, yeah. I mean, they have two twos next year. I'm fine with giving them an extra first-round pick and then our second-round pick um, for either this year or next year. And they have some like additional draft capital like in the mid-rounds. You can make it work. And then I don't really see like the Giants don't have a player like Darius Slayton. So uh, like, like DJ Moore, I saw Darius Slayton, and he's not on the same level. So um, we have to do some. You know, I'm saying we like I'm I'm Joe Shane, but I think the package can be done. I don't care. Give him an extra third round pick. Just keep, just get it done. Don't 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 make don't make Tommy DeVito, Tyrod Taylor, Daniel Jones be our week one starter next year. Like just don't do it. Yeah, I feel you. I feel like if you're making a trade with the Bears for a quarterback, it's going to be for Fields. I don't think they're trading number one, and I don't think Commanders would trade number two, especially with like a division rival. So I feel like your best bet would be with the Pats at three, and you give them a package for Jaden Daniels. I feel like that's the most likely scenario. But I feel you can get Daniels at six. I don't think I don't Daniels think is going to six. I think he's going three. You, you think so? You think he's going to go third? Well, I guess. And if I don't think it's to the Pats at three, I think it's a team trading up to three to take Jaden Daniels. You think? You think Jaden Daniels is the, is is that good to where he seems to trade to three to get him? Yeah, I don't think I like. I don't like him as much as I would take him at three, but a team will. He's definitely a higher pedigree prospect than I feel like Trey Lance was, and the Niners traded up three first round picks to get him. I feel like him alone. I could probably go through a bunch of teams that I could see like trading up for him, maybe at three with the Pats, or if not at four with the Cardinals. Um, I like. I guess it all depends on maybe where Russ ends up and Kirk Cousins and Justin Fields. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like Vegas or Denver or Atlanta or Minnesota traded up to get him. Yeah, I, th- I think it it's crazy. I think the, Gi- the Giants aren't going to pick at six; they're going to pick earlier than that. That's yeah. my gut feeling. I hope I hope I hope I'm right, but if I'm not, because we talked another... about it before. Yeah, no, I was going to say, we talked about it before. Like, teams will take a quarterback super high just because it's a quarterback. Like, I feel like Daniels will go three alone for that reason. Well, something kind of gives me a little bit of a flashback here. When you say the name Daniel and pick six and a reach on a quarterback, <laughs> kind of uh, gives me a little bit of a... 2018 vibes or 2019 vibes? Yeah, so <laughs> hopefully if they do that, he's a little better than the uh, previous Daniel. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the, I don't know if the, I don't think the Titans are going to trade up. I think they're, they're going to ride with Will Levis next year, but they just gave the Steelers one here. They ended up beating the Jaguars 28, 20, knocked the Jaguars out of the playoffs. I did not know, um, Mike Vrabel was a Steeler in his, uh, 
playing career. So once a stealer, always a stealer helps them get into the playoffs. Um, dude, Derrick Henry, man, just not slowing down. It would be cool if they re-signed him, but they won't. They'll definitely just make Tyson Spears the guy next year, much cheaper and younger. But Derrick Henry, I was looking at like his high school stats were all over Twitter and what he did at college and what he did in Tennessee. It's this insane. dude, yeah. yeah, you would think he'd hit the wall yet, but he's yet to hit the wall. What what was the um, senior year in high school? Didn't he have like four hundred thirty carries or yes. something like that? Just yeah. And and high school football is like fourteen games max, maybe. So the fact that he had that many carries and he averaged like ten yards a carry, which is just insane. Like the entire stat log is just ridiculous. Yeah, and then I saw that uh, th- their team went like seven and six or something, or like f- or like five and seven, and they're like the coach was just like coaching for his life, just giving it to Henry. That's all he could do. Um. So yeah, the the Titans ended up playing spoiler to the Jaguars on their season big disappointment for jacksonville i didn't even know that they did that tweet where they were offering playoff tickets like a month and a half ago and it was like a for sure thing and now they're not even in it yeah like where where do you go if you're the jaguars from here do you just try to retool or do you really have to look at like what went wrong because everything just fell apart at the end of the season yeah i don't I think it's tough it, well i think in terms of retooling they do have a lot of young pieces that are still on good contracts like they and their offense is pretty much set they have a decent line they have really good weapons evan ingram is fantastic all of a sudden apparently um mm-hmm. so i guess you kind of just give lawrence maybe another year to get healthy because he had a didn't he hurt his knee like in the middle of the year and then he was hurt a lot he had yeah. so many injuries. and then he had the high angle sprain then he had the shoulder he was banged up and i feel like calvin ridley needed a year to get I guess maybe back into the swing of things. I don't know. It's, it's hard to give someone the benefit of the doubt, but the benefit of the doubt like that because he was so explosive, like when he was playing. I don't know. It just seemed like he lost a step. But something with the, the Jaguars, like it just seemed like they didn't respond well to like whenever their backs were kind of against the wall in a game, like against a good team. They, like they, they never changed their game plan. It just seemed they kept running the same plays over and over again, and they never really changed anything up, which was kind of alarming. Doug Peterson's supposed to be like a really solid offensive, you know, head coach. Yeah, and I, I feel like they had obviously such a bad start last year, and then they finished strong. And like, I don't know, Doug Peterson has done like just an okay job. I guess like it was only like you can go up from Urban Meyer, but hasn't done anything too crazy. I feel like in Lawrence, he who's they don't have to pay. Like he's under contract next year, so it's not the end of the world. Um, but yeah, him, Etienne will be back. Kirk will obviously be back. But Calvin Ridley and Josh Allen are two major free agents on this team. I wonder if they're going to pay. I feel like Allen will be back in either a tag or an extension, but I wonder, I feel like Ridley might not be back. Yeah, and speaking of Ridley, like, he probably had the worst 1,000-yard season ever. Like, just so inconsistent. Like, mm-hmm. some games yeah. he put up, like, 100-something yards. Some games he put up, like, 10. Um, just something that, like, I came across. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Do we think 1,000 yards receiving, like, nowadays is impressive? Because, like, so many guys are like, oh, I just want to get 1,000 yards. That's only, like, 60, 60 a game. That's really not, like... Be. That's not crazy by any means. I don't know, like Garrett Wilson was talking about. He's like, oh, I want to hit a thousand this year. That's only sixty yards a game. Like, if you're trying to be a top receiver, I feel like that should not be the goal. No, because well, Garrett like, Wilson he's... also, I think he said something along the lines. Of, I think it was that was during the season when he said a thousand yards. But they asked him. I saw a report from, from like in the locker. I think it was like from one of the Jets beat writers, and he used to be a Giants beat writer. So I believe what he's saying. He he gave good reports. But they asked him like, oh, you had a good season this year. You hit a thousand. He was like, this is the worst year of my life. Like, I guess because of how, like, the, I guess the team was really bad. Um, but, yeah, I do agree. The 1,000-yard thing isn't as impressive, especially because now, like, maybe not so much this year because I feel like the, it's, the passing stats have gone down a little bit in the scoring. But, like, the last three years, it's really gotten into a passing league and the running backs haven't really been getting as many yards. So, I think kind of lost a little bit of its luster over the uh, the last 
five or six years or so. Yeah, I agree. Just, yeah, being more pass-heavy and the extra game, yeah. Just because, like, the Puka, like, he breaks the rookie records, and I'm like, eh. It kind of feels cheap a little bit because there's an extra game. And I think the guy that did in, like, the 60s did in, like, 14 games or something um, that he beat in, like, 1968. I forgot who the guy was. Um, So, yeah, the Jaguars are definitely going to have some interesting decisions to make this offseason. But they're probably going to run most of the team back and just hope that maybe they'll get a couple more games in, in London and they'll have a better record because they just seem to win in London and just average elsewhere in the States. I'm sure they'll have at least one in London. That's always a guarantee. <laughs> at least one in London. Um, so yeah, that was pretty kind of notable. I mean, like Jets-Pats, it was a snow game, which was kind of cool. Brees Hall went off. It was That's basically it. This game was not very exciting. We'll see if it's Belichick's last game um, as these two teams are heading into Probably more active offseason for the Patriots, but I feel like we could see some major moves from the Jets this offseason for sure, um, because this could be Rodgers' only good year with them um, before he's done, so I'm sure they're going to want to do something. Yeah, they definitely got to fix that O-line, and um, because without that, I think it's going to be the same story next year, so we'll have to see where they go from that. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Devontae Adams is going to be a Jet next year. We'll see. That would be cool. I'm I'm all for it. Um, It would be funny, though, if... Because, like, Devontae Adams has been one of the main guys saying Antonio Pierce should be the head coach. And then he also possibly at the same time just forces himself out of the team. That would be very funny. Because he forces... Maybe he's doing this all on purpose. Maybe he knows Antonio Pierce isn't a good coach. So he's keeping him in the position. Then he's going to force himself out. So that he creates, like, massive disconnect between the team and the GM. And then just eliminates the Raiders completely from. So the Jets play the Raiders next year. This could be this could be a good theory. If the Jets play the Raiders uh, next year, he, he could be setting up a free win for the Jets. Uh, I know the AFC East has not played the AFC West, uh, but I don't know if they finish somewhere in standings that they would. No, the Jets came in last, so they wouldn't match up. No, Jets came second last. Uh, second last with a match. Wait, did the Raiders? The Raiders came the, in. They, second, they beat the Broncos, so yeah, I guess they would come in second. Oh, so they came in second. Doesn't matter. I mean, I, I was joking, but. Um, I think uh, I think it's cool theory though. Would be cool. Yeah, if they're uh, if they're gonna give Rogers continue to give Rogers everything he wants, I think uh, Devontae Adams would probably be the icing on the cake. And he says, "All right, go for it. You're 40. You got one more year, or two years. Apparently, Rogers mm-hmm. wants. But I don't know." Yeah. Um, so we talked about it briefly before between at least the coaches. Uh, so the Saints beat the Falcons 48-17. I don't feel bad that the Saints didn't make the playoffs. They should have won more games this year. They finished 9-8. and um, Could have uh, obviously gotten one of the last wildcard spots because the Packers had the same record. Uh, but tiebreakers did not go their way. Speaking of teams that I have no idea what they're going to do this offseason, it's the Saints. I wonder who will be back on this team next year and who won't. I guess Derek Carr has to be the starting quarterback in 2024. Um, I don't know. I assume Alvin Kamara will be back. I assume, obviously, Olave will be back, but Michael Thomas, we'll see if they move on from him. We'll see if the Taysom Hill experiment will be done with, and I feel like they should have a new head coach, but I, I feel like they're going to give Dennis Allen another shot. They'll be like, oh, he went 9-8. and eight. That was pretty good. We'll take that. And you mentioned the tiebreakers. I don't know if you remember, but I'm pretty sure it was week three. The Saints had a, what, 14 nothing lead on the Packers in the fourth quarter and just completely fell apart. So, like, that one game yeah. is what allowed the Packers to sneak into the playoffs. So the Saints honestly could have made it if they just didn't blow that late uh, fourth quarter lead. Yeah, beat themselves really bad. Yeah. Um, and then, I guess, corresponding to that, Bucks beat the Panthers 9-0 in an absolute shootout in this game. Bucks ended up making the playoffs. Definitely the best team from this division, so I'm glad it was the Bucks. And they will get a home game Monday night against the Eagles. Um, Dom, you think there's a chance? I know we'll get into it in the preview, but is this the team well, you think that is best suited to beat the Eagles? There's definitely a chance because the Eagles are just like a train wreck right now. But before we even get to that game, like, 
what are the odds? Like, we're just all idiots that we all picked a different team in this division, and the and one team we did. don't pick goes on to win. Like, you had the Panthers, I had the Falcons, Tom had the Saints, and somehow the Bucks the are just... And the Bucks are just like, nah, we'll win the third division in a row. Like, just <laughs> didn't care whatsoever. So, um, it was impressive. Like, their defense was lights out, but their offense is a little concerning. The fact they could only manage three field goals against the Panthers... I, I mean, that's all they needed in this game, so we'll have to see how they come out against the Eagles. But definitely definitely a chance because the Eagles are a complete train wreck right now. Yeah, I, I'm i excited because uh, I think it's almost like a pick basically between these two teams on Monday, so it's going to be close. And for the Panthers, literally the worst thing that could ever happen to you. You end up with the worst record in the league and you don't have their first-round pick. I wonder what team like Bryce Young would be on next year if they did have number one somehow. Like like who's trading for him like because obviously it's caleb williams that is the guy right now like would be the guy i don't, I don't even know it's tough to bryce think about young. who would trade for bryce young i guess maybe the broncos would take like a flyer on him because they don't you care think, if they're bad next you year you think bryce young would be worth the 12th pick then no 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 no. he'd be for a You're second even, he, he wouldn't even be a first rounder anymore i mean like also year. what leverage would like the panthers have like if they're taking caleb williams number one they could trade bryce like no team's giving up a first for that um but that would be interesting. But Bryce Young's their I think guy. Seattle, Seattle might want to take a shot. Yeah, Seattle. Yeah, I agree. Seattle could because I feel like they missed the playoffs, even though they ended up going nine and eight. But they can't run. Ah, I feel like they can't run Geno back. They're a team too that I feel like's got to take a quarterback. They could. Um, they could. Uh, so I guess we'll briefly mention. Well, the Giants beat the Eagles. We already kind of talked about that. Basically, I mean, more for the Giants side of things, but yeah, not looking good for the Eagles. Like with any momentum going into the playoffs, they have been very bad towards the end of the year. AJ Brown got hurt. Um, do we know if he's like, what's up with that next week? Or I mean, uh, it was pretty said, serious. Uh, I think it was a knee. It was just a knee sprain, and well, like a moderate one. So it's usually like, a, like at least one missed game, maybe two missed games. He's probably not gonna be 100 percent the rest of the season. Like yeah. if they do make a Super Bowl again, he's probably not. He's probably gonna be like not all there. So it's wild. Tough for the Eagles because now with how poor they've been playing, now their best playmaker goes down. Yeah, and. Devonta Smith didn't play yesterday either, right? No. I think it was more a little bit more like precaution. Like, I think he, he obviously yeah. was banged up, but they also just played it safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that'll be a very interesting game Monday when they go to Tampa Bay. Uh, we kind of just talked about Seattle beating Arizona. Don was very happy with Matt Prater missing the field goal at the end of the game. Do you think, like, the coach was like, come on, do it for us. Miss the field goal here so we can get no. Marty Harrison Jr. No. no, because he did miss two field goals. Like, he missed one early in the fourth quarter. And then it was literally the exact same kick. It looked good, and then at the very end it faded. Um, I was fine with it because they played hard. Like, um, like going into next year, them having four or five wins when it changed my mind, they would have fell to the fifth pick instead of the fourth pick, which I think would have cost them Marvin Harrison. So now yeah, they still Chargers have definitely would have taken him, which would have been sick. Especially because I think the Chargers are cutting Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, so I think they'll need a new playmaker. But um, Quentin Johnson. There you go. What what a duo that could. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was fine with the result. Kyler Murray finally, people are saying, oh, he's the franchise quarterback because the media just made up some rumor last off season. So we finally got past that. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, I think it's also a thing with Kyler too that he got the extension. And once you're making a lot of money, you're looked at like differently. You're definitely hold to like a higher standard, which I think you should be for someone that's gonna have like a 51 million dollar uh, cap hit or salary cap next year. So we'll see if he plays like uh, plays like it. Um, hey. And then. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I'm buying into this team. I mentioned it a uh, episode ago or two episodes ago. They got the pieces are there. They're very, they're very frisky when uh, healthy. So keep an eye on them. I wonder. 
I guess next year, I guess Rams have to be trending in the opposite direction. Same with Seattle. Well, I guess this is really just based on quarterback play. Um, I mean, the Rams, their offense It's is still like, solid. Yeah, it's very still good. Still really good. Yeah, because Kyron's young, Cooper Cup's still good, and obviously, like, not super old yet, and Della Puka. So I guess it's really just dependent on Stafford's health. I feel like that could be just a crazy, like, what is it, Les Snead? That's the GM there. Just, like, he ends up just, like... I don't know. They wouldn't move on from Stafford, but like I can see the Rams just making no. some crazy decision this offseason. Um, just looking in the future. But uh the Bears ended up losing to the Packers. I thought the Bears were gonna win. Tom, I think you were with me on that one. Or Yeah, I think Yeah, you, you were with me on that one. So Dom was right. Um and the Packers made the playoffs, which I'm honestly cool with. Uh I'm actually thinking about it. I mean, I guess I was being selfish because I wanted to see Seattle in over them because then we would have been uh, right on somewhat of our like eliminate the team from the playoff things we were doing um, but I think the Packers actually probably have the best chance at an upset out of any of those teams that were on the fringe yeah and I everybody that's a Packers fan that's watching I I owe you guys an apology beginning of the season thought the Packers were going to be awful midway through the season the Packers were awful I thought they were going to keep being awful and then Jordan Love just finished with an insane year like almost 4,200 yards second in the league in passing touchdowns and he was top 10 in qbr like he's definitely their guy he played way better than at least i expected i assume for you guys too mm-hmm, but for sure just he sure. he he impressed me a lot this season and i think it's safe to say the packers won the aaron Rodgers trade <laughs> yeah and shout out to michael Ford too good coach man ends up getting them to the playoffs i wonder if they'll fire their defensive coordinator but the backers could be a playoff <laughs> team next year for sure um so I guess like both AFC West games really didn't mean anything at all. Um, Dom, you ended up hitting your upset pick. You took the Chiefs. Shout out to you. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that the Chiefs' backups could just beat whatever team the Chargers were rolling out there. So maybe the Chiefs should be taken a little more seriously for the playoffs, but I don't know. I'm not looking really into this game too much. Yeah, yeah neither am I. It's, it, it, those, it was like backups for the Chiefs, and they still scored 13 points. The Chargers scored four field goals, right? <laughs> it, yeah, it, it is funny to see that Easton Stick was the leading rusher in the game with 13 carries for 77 yards. Like, Yo, he, that's better than Eckler. I'll take that. It is, it is better than Eckler. <laughs> Eckler went 10 for 11. <laughs> is it, That could be Eckler's last game as a charger, too. It's a lot of... I think oh, this dude, off he's got to be gone. This offseason, we're going to see a lot of changing at running back. Uh, I guarantee it. Yeah. I know Probably it's not a... Giants next year, either. Really? I, I know, like, it's not a good running back... Uh, draft class so i wonder i'm sure there'll be a ton of like late running back picks like i'm sure the chargers will draft one maybe the giants will draft one and other teams i wonder if we'll see like an active like running back like market like could mixon or saquon be a charger next year i don't know i, I don't could, think they have cap but like something like I that. i guess yeah i can see them getting money but like as of right now a lot of the guys we mentioned like derrick henry mixon eckler they i think this past season they were probably making right around 10 to 15 mil like in that range and mm-hmm. no one wants to pay them that next year so like that's why i think you're going to see a lot of changes even yeah. even like you mentioned though it's a bad run it's not not the running back class from last year there's no Bijan or gibbs but you can still get a cheap running back in the fourth round and put up 80 percent of the stats that these guys did yeah so that's why you got to find one i wonder if like aaron jones would like mm. oh he's a guy he's a guy too that i think's probably getting he's cut. got i think they'd say five mil by cutting him so it's a possibility but he's yeah, so much better than AJ Dillon. Like Aaron, yeah, Aaron yeah. Jones, I think is the least deserving of a cup because you can see he did get hurt a lot this year. But the games where he was healthy, it's like 100 yards, 100 yards, 100 yards, like explosive runs. Like I think Aaron Jones looked the best of Saquon Eckler and him and Mixon. Like it looks like significantly Saquon Eckler and Mixon. It's all really evident they missed a step. Like they're they're like they're they're not what they used to be in 2019. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh. 
Dylan's a free agent too, so maybe Jones will be back just because he's a Jones is a free agent in twenty four, like um after that season. So mm-hmm. maybe yeah, they'll just roll with Jones one more year. They might as well, I guess, before they have to pay Love big money. Um, and then any thoughts on the Broncos Raiders trade or game? I think we all kind of like said that Antonio Pierce should be their coach, but yeah, nothing really happened in this game too much. That meant yeah, anything. Couldn't, couldn't care about this game. <laughs> yeah, no. Not at all. Um, and then basically two more games we didn't mention. Uh, we'll get to the big one after this one, but the Rams beat the 49ers. Shout out to watching Sam Darnold versus Carson Wentz. It's pretty cool. And then shout out to Puka breaking the uh, receiving record for both receptions and yards from a rookie. Obviously more games than the, the guy he passed in the 17-game season, but it was cool nonetheless. Um, and then I just it was fun to watch Darnold and Wentz play. I mean, the game didn't matter. Well, it did matter for the Rams, so shout out to Wentz. Yeah, they— that helped the Rams because they could have been seven because the Packers won. Um, mm-hmm. I talked about Easton Stick leading and rushing. Why was Carson Wentz getting 17 carries <laughs> 17. in this game? Like, I, I didn't fully watch this game. It was just on red zone. But I don't know how you're giving Carson Wentz 17 carries. That just does not add up to me. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I forgot. Like, Chris Conley, Georgia receiver, leading receiver for the uh, the Niners in this one. Somebody threw out the name on, like, Twitter the other day, like Marcus Lee from USC. I was like, that's a guy I haven't heard of in forever. Oh, Marquise Lee played for the Jaguars, Marquise. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the guy I'm thinking of, right? Marquise Lee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was the yeah. USC. He was a second round pick in 2014. Didn't live Something up to. Like I think that, he was yeah. like. I think he won the Blitnikoff. Um, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, so that's crazy. So last game, um, Dom. I'm sorry about your Dolphins. Tom woke up this morning throwing some shade at Tua. Uh, calling him not a top ten quarterback. Bills won 21-14. Bills won the division. This game was a mess. Um, at least for the Bills, because they just out it, like they dominated them, honestly. And but Allen threw two, some yeah, you could say dumb interceptions. But uh, I'm shocked that they didn't get that fourth and one. Like just I feel like everything was going their way, and then two with those a pick two. Who else but Chase Claypool? Um, so yeah, I'll throw to you, Dom, your thoughts because you, you're the one that had the Dolphins here. Me and Tom both had the Bills. Yeah. So the fact that the Dolphins and I said it to you already, they started the year nine and three. And I don't think people remember just, like, how on top of the league this team was at the time. Like, people were talking about Dolphins potentially winning the Super Bowl. Tua was in the MVP conversation. Tyreek Hill, 2,000 yards maybe. And what they finished this year as was the sixth seed. Like, that is just a complete disappointment. Um, one thing I took away from this game is if you were throwing to Chase Claypool in the fourth quarter and you need to score – that's just not going to add up like that that's just a problem so they got to fix that for next week and um i don't fully know who this guy is but number four on the dolphins cater Ko kohu i think that's how you pronounce his name if you go and watch josh allen's third and like uh third and 13 run this dude does not even try to tackle him if he attempted to tackle him he could have stopped that first down and kept the dolphins in the game so that was just like he he made a business decision there. He said, "I'm not going to try to tackle Josh Allen." So, if I was a Dolphins fan, I'd be pretty annoyed at him. But like I said, the Dolphins just completely crumbled towards the end of the year. It's going to be interesting to see how they play going to Kansas City. Um, have you guys seen the weather report for that game? It's going to be like windy and cold, right? It's a high of like 14 degrees. There is no Two shot. Two is going to play so bad. Yeah, there is yeah. no shot. Miami gonna be, is going to be like. 13 for 29 with like 161 yards, a a touchdown and two picks. Yeah, so with, I'll conclude my rant there about the Dolphins, but I mean, credit to the Bills. Like, they turned it around. Um, You guys, I think, bought into them slightly more than I did, so I'll let you guys take the floor. But I I was surprised how they turned their season around. 
Yeah, I yeah, guess maybe I mean, it could be uh, just attributed to Ken Dorsey too. Like them firing him, he, they did their record was great after it. Yeah, but yeah, say, but oh, I think um, Stefan Diggs had a nice little comeback. He 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 uh, needed that. this game. That that's very that should be very reassuring as a Bills fan. Um, if you saw Diggs have the game that he had, I like he was making big plays and Kincaid fantastic game. Um, I think. Although I did, I, I I said it was it was kind of a half joke though, like the whole two and not top ten thing. Cause you, you know my theory with the, there there are maybe six good quarterbacks in the NFL, but um, obviously a bit of a stretch for a narrative I like to push. But I don't know, man. That uh is two a very like I guess you could say kind of surgical with like his picking spots and his accuracy. But that was a that was a duck. It was a straight up duck. To Chase Claypool. That's never gonna work. Yeah, I mean, nope. the only thing I saw is that Claypool, if you watch the route, like, he was supposed to hard cut to the sideline, and he kind of rounded it, which is why the ball went exactly where it would have been if he did a hard cut. So, again, Chase Claypool should not be running routes, but they no, need Waddle back. <laughs> they, they need yeah. Waddle back for the playoffs. They need Mostert back. They need all their weapons in order to stand a chance. Yeah. Yeah, they play Kansas City. I mean, Aitken and Mostert can have to have a game. Like, yeah, the this game obviously meant so much for the division in a home playoff game, but you go from playing the Steelers to the Chiefs, like, that is brutal. At home yeah. to, um, to going into Arrowhead. I think Arrowhead's yeah. probably the last stand that you want to go into in a playoff game because Mahomes doesn't lose the, in the playoffs at home. No, he's never done it. And the Bills are now the highest point favorites uh, next weekend, a 10-point favorites in what's supposed to be an ugly weather game too, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, br- as, of, as of right now, as we wrap it up, how many teams are you confident can actually win the Super Bowl this year? Because I think my list is three. Like, I have faith in the Ravens. I have faith in the Bills now that I know that they're the two seed. And I have faith in the 49ers. If any team – and three and a half. Throw the Browns in there because I have a future on them. Besides those four teams, I don't have any faith in any team really, like, making a serious run or, like, contending. I don't know about you guys. I mean, that's definitely my top three. But I think Dallas – is a little closer to the pack than we kind of give them credit for. I agree. They are still the Cowboys, so like you kind of have to give them the natural, like bump them down three notches because they're the Cowboys and they never do anything in the playoffs. But I think Kansas City is not scaring anybody the way they look. It's it's I I don't know, but Mahomes can turn it off in the playoffs. He he always does. So I'm not counting him out, but I just think there's clearly the Bills and the um and the Ravens look better than they than they do. Like by a significant margin at this moment. Yeah, because if we look at the Cowboys this year, I think we could think that, but like that's just in a vacuum. Obviously, the Cowboys haven't done it with Dak Prescott, so it's just kind of trying to get over that hump as well. Um, but they're a team that's eight and zero at home. They're probably going to go nine and zero if they beat the Packers, which I feel like they will. And, and they'll get another home game after that. Then it's, yeah, against then the Lions, San Francisco, the, yeah. they have to beat them. Yeah, so that'll be the big one. I feel like maybe they're those two teams are on a collision course. I don't know. I. We're going to get to it in the preview down, but I feel like I'm going to... I don't know. I feel like everyone's going to be on the Browns. I'm feeling maybe a little home upset here. I mean, they are they are favored, so it would it would make sense. But yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that was week 18. It's always fun just to see some random players play. And then there was a decent amount of games that meant stuff. Obviously, some draft implications as well. So if you guys did enjoy, we'd appreciate you dropping a thumbs up. Letting us know if you're watching on YouTube in the comments below. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd appreciate a rating and review over there as well. So we'll catch you guys in a couple days for the Super Wildcard Weekend Preview. And we'll catch you all there. Peace.